Well, well hello. hello. Welcome back, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday is right. It's somewhat sunny. It's somewhat maybe. sunny. It's a little bit humid. Don't you like is, our weather forecast every week? Yes. And I love to see, like I was thinking, with all of the rain, which we much needed. We don't really like the gray skies April here. showers. Yes. But all the flowers are popping out mm-hmm. once a week, and it looks really pretty. It does. my walks with Otto. Um, so, we're back. Um, the last thing that we were talking about was Howard Gardner and we kind of went back into the vaults um, so that we could look at how how we can address students needs when they're coming back to school full-time possibly and um, so based on that um, we decided to figure out how can we go more in depth and Mr. Herlin will you share the article that you found and we're gonna go ahead and talk about what we're already adding into our classrooms why certainly um, this is an article um, really um, talking about discovery, discuss, demonstrate, and it's an in- inquiry-based approach um, to keep, with the goal really to keep students engaged. And this was by Stephanie Rustine, um, and I thought it was really um, appropriate kind of what we've been talking about with different modalities of learning and different styles and intelligences, so based on what we were talking about. Yes. And given that we are kind of at the tail end of the year, and if we, you know, changing schedules possibly to a block format or a longer format in some uh, in some way, shape, or form, keeping students engaged and making sure that teachers, including myself and yourself, understand ways to keep them engaged through inquiry, um, I think is a good, maybe a good way to implement something that's going to work for, for students. Yeah, and, and what we thought is, um, what we liked about this program is actually um, the uh, authors, Ross Stein and Lainey Rowell, did a nice job of setting up their whole article about how you might um, put this in the classroom. So they begin with three questions, um, and, and they're they're advocating for the fact that this can be done synchronously or asynchronously, but they ask these three questions. In any subject. In any subject. What is what is the critical content? What are your design constraints um, and developmental appropriateness? Is it time? Is it number of students? Um, what technology could assist in making all learners successful? And what they how they went about answering this question is first starting with um, the first protocol, which is give them a space to discover the content. Um, So do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I mean, essentially it's giving learners the opportunity to explore, uh, you know, again, before launching in to something bigger. You know, it's almost like a pre-teach. Right. You know, and so... So what do you do for that already in your classroom? Well, for example, um, one of the the protocols that I just um, tried last week was um, Cyber Sandwich. Oh, awesome. Um, what's really cool about that, and I was re- looking into it more, it was re- it's really cool. Um, it's essentially um, a close read alone. So if you have a partner, you can have two or three students. It works best, I think, with two. Mm-hmm. But you could have three. Um, it's a close read that you do. Um, it could be a video, an article, you know, some kind of a text. Yep. Um, and then they, they close read it alone. Then you, they get together with a partner, and they... If you can picture a Venn diagram, the one side is what the student took their notes on about the about their text or the video, and then the other student does the same on their side. Then they have a conversation about what they have in you know similar in the middle. And it's all done digitally. 
and yeah, and it can be done. It could be done on paper as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I thought it worked well with the Google Slides mm-hmm. because it's just easy to share. Uh, but you may have to run through a little bit of a lesson. That's one thing I found out is it kind of took about five to six minutes really to get the students all ready. Right. Because you have to, you know, they're entering people's emails and some some people don't enter it right. So it's one of those kinds of things. And but, so this, you know, this led us to our own discovery. Yes. So this is a uh, future topics that are coming uh, your way, my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so it led us to these two books. Um, one is the Ed Protocol Field Guide Book One and the Ed Protocol Field Guide Book Two, written by Marlena Hebern and John Sirapo. Mm-hmm. And so um, they have cyber sandwich we had never heard of that yeah. before um w- what we would do in english was like web quests and yeah. um jigsaws where you give groups different articles and then yeah. they bring their they come back and teach it together and mm-hmm. teach it well so the, but but to kind of finish that part up though yes 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 when when they do the venn diagram piece with the partner so they're alone close read step one they come together they basically share their notes in the middle, they create a, a collaborative set of notes in the middle of the Venn diagram. The last part then is they go back to their own slide and they, they write up like a mini paragraph about what they talked about in general. So, and they can both look at the shared notes. It's really kind of a neat Right, so it's kind situation. of like their own way to debrief on what mm-hmm. they learned, which is wonderful. It's great because it's any content, any grade. Mm-hmm. I used it in eighth grade, social studies. Again, it's got proven design principles. It's it, you, You're increasing your content writing, your oral language skills. It's student-centered. Mm-hmm. And yes, I think it's somewhat fun. For me, it wasn't fun at the beginning because of the whole trying to... Tech. But that but that would get easier with time. Yeah, once they learn how to do and it, they're, it's about 10 they'll be teaching section. us new, new things oh, sure. that we could use probably. Um, the other one that I liked that I think is, is good are the empathy interviews. Yes that help the kids connect to someone um, who can provide insight. So like what I was thinking of what we used to do was we would have um, like a Holocaust survivor come Mm -hmm. in and speak to the group of kids about um, related to a book that we were going to read like night or um, gentle hands, um, those books about the Holocaust. So that was good. Um, And then this led us into their next um, protocol, which is discussing so yes um so this is where direct instruction um comes into play yes but it's intentionally they said called discuss because this is an opportunity for shared learning experiences yeah those peer-to-peer connections yes so it can be um and this encourages communication collaboration those four c's that we're always Mm. going um towards um create um, and while the direct instruction is a critical part of the teaching and learning, it should be not the only means, it says. There's tremendous opportunities for peer-to-peer as well as opportunities for on-demand learning and um, discussing their reflections on what they learned, both live, in person, and um, asynchronous. So they talked about how you might facilitate this discussion. It reminded aspect. me sort of, like the flipped classroom model yes. in a sense. Yes. So you could use, you know, TED Talks or YouTube videos, Khan mm-hmm. Academy. Um, they have shared Wakelet. That's another um, website, which is great because it's like a, um, where you could throw resources in 
what they call a wakelet. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like building a playlist. Oh, nice. Okay. But just of resources. That's kind of kind of well to have to talk about that yeah, at we some will. point. So you can have basically like a flip model. Um, you can have breakout spaces. Small groups can talk. Um, a jam board. You could have, you know, some kind of a document to track communication that they're having with one another. Um, and so again, some, station rotation. Yeah, like some ways that we've our scrum board. Like we've yes. used this with Padlet, where mm-hmm. you ask, you post the question, and then kids um, yeah. talk about their understanding related to those questions mm-hmm. on on a like a community board. And with us, we have we're teaching the same class six different times essentially um and so we have 12 sections so for seventh graders you could post it to all six of your classes and then kids from maybe the morning cohort could see what the afternoon cohort were thinking so well the key um, is the developing thoughtful questions open-ended for discussions which is where the inquiry model comes in Mm -hmm. you know Uh, again pulling those certain questions that students have used them in some kind of a writing piece um, certain comments um, it, it reminds me of Parlay which we've talked about too yes um, another sort of a website where essentially students re- have to respond to a prompt and then they have to also respond to other students prompts right so it kind of a, reminds me of that too and um, it's where we've posted questions to and we've asked kids to leave a fip- yes. flip grid video mm-hmm. um, so so that's another way to do it yes. if you want to get uh, students practicing leaving a video and mm-hmm. and just talking to you if they have a harder time writing um, that's a opportunity for them to discuss their mm-hmm. learning and then the final one um, is demonstrate but before we go to demonstrate um they they showed a really interesting graphic which i thought was good it really reminds me of the station rotation model that we were doing with our playlist where you're where you're meeting with a teacher um you're doing some things um either asynchronously Uh or in a small group um and then you're also demonstrating and demonstrating is your final like yeah it's not really your, the final because it, Cause it could go in like, any order. Yeah, it doesn't have and to you, be in any order. And you might flip back and inquiry. forth from demonstration to into the discovery and discuss. Right. And before we forget, even in the in the discuss portion, you can have student leaders take a role as well. Yes. To lead discussions. Yeah, because doesn't we it? had that for kids. Remember when we did that um, mystery boxes and we oh, had yeah. a. We had mm-hmm. a student that come in, came in, she did Civil War yes. reenactment. So she came in dressed as a part Molly of the... Molly Pitcher, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so she taught in that way, which was really yeah. great. It's a demonstration. Yeah. Um, so these, we want to think of these about cycles of inquiry. They're not meant to be linear um, and taught sequentially. Um, and so if Well, yeah, because people think you're demonstrating it's at the end Mm -hmm. right i mean of course but not necessarily in how how you would um think about educating Mm -hmm. on a particular topic but it allows you to go in depth in a way that i think sometimes linearly we can't get to right you know um so this design um so they suggested some tips design this phase so that it's creating content to help those that need additional support um and we're, we're gathering a library of content, a library of student work yes. models of how they might. Um, so 
to demonstrate it. So for me, I do that with um, independent reading assignments. Okay. And there's just a variety of ways that they can demonstrate that. They could do it, create a skit, or sure. do journal entries, like news like report. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, also, I, well, I think offer? you know, the uh, having an audience, uh, an authentic audience. Mm-hmm. I mean, years ago, when we had the UBD, you know, understanding by design, backward planning, we that's what we started with. You know, what's the end? In mind, what do you have at the end? You know, as the authentic assessment, as right. the performance-based assessment, that's exactly what this feels like and is. Yes. Um, and in that design protocol of UBD, you would have to identify who the audience was, who to try to make it more authentic, to make it real for the students. Yeah. And when that is the case, and you can do that, it makes it. I think you get more buy-in. Right. It makes it more real. And it's something that they can take outside of the classroom into their future life. So like right now I'm working with a group of 11th grade um, students. They want to do their own book club because we're finally oh. going to be able to meet. Um, and so I had them fill out a Google form and give me That's some cool. suggestions. Um, and then we're going to order some books so okay. that hopefully we can um, talk about a book related to social justice or oh well, that's um, awesome yeah some of them so and that's something that they can do outside of yeah. school you know that's something that just creates lifelong they should make a podcast for that yeah Seriously. <laughs> learners yeah i would love to do that but again when you again with any of us i mean look at what we're doing right now i mean we're creating a podcast and we're trying to demonstrate it's our learning and we're trying to take something that we discovered here in an article and in a book and we're trying to apply it. we're trying to demonstrate our understanding of it i hope it's going well but yeah uh, I, you know it's it's cool yeah it's great and what what we're looking forward to doing um we did order these books for the field guide for ed protocols one and two so what what we're gonna do now is look at some of those ed protocols that we have never even seen before learn them our own selves yeah. and try to see how it resonates in the classroom and my understanding through reading part of the book is that the a certain protocol is meant to be a lesson mm. you know it's like it's not and then you would do several protocols within a unit oh nice okay, okay so yeah. that that's kind of what the designers came up with so it's not like it's a it's not meant to be a three-day thing right it's just yeah it's you just know. something as part of a yeah. it's just a technique to teach a particular yeah, exactly. bit of the content and, and what's really it's so simple yet i sort of had a dumb moment you know like it, <laughs> why didn't i think of that it's too, yeah it, because i mean and in many ways they already do it we do that with our kids but it's more i feel like it's more organized it really hits home for me again to have the students talk yes because it makes class more interesting you know, we do Socratic seminars often, but and one of the things that you discover through those is that you have to demonstrate understanding. Mm-hmm. And when you have to talk about it, you really have to kind of know it. Right. At least that's... And and I think that like with that cyber sandwich, what yeah. it gives them an opportunity to do is collect their thoughts in writing Yes. so that they figure out... A lot of kids sometimes need writing to figure out mm-hmm. what it is that they're thinking well, about okay, well, we did. the topic. I yeah. mean, we both read this article. Yeah. I had my two cents. You had your two cents. We talked about it before we did this. Yes. To plan and it out. And now, the only thing we're not doing is the write-up, what you even mentioned the other day. Right. In like passing that we should blog it. Yeah, we should start blogging you know, about our that's podcast. That's what we're missing of the 
the cyber sandwich here. Right. Uh, or or just applying whatever these protocols are to our classroom we so that we can share yeah, them. Yeah. That's okay. We're always thinking of more ways to give ourselves uh, a greater amount of work, yes. which is wonderful, Mr. Herlin. And ultimately, we want to be <laughs> have students be engaged, yes, motivated, mm-hmm. learning, and above all, thriving. Yes. I love it. So it's so, and she, she ends the article by saying it's time to simplify, to focus on engagement, and um, to finish off the year strong. So discover, discuss, demonstrate using inquiry-based learning to keep students engaged. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome, awesome. I, I learned so much. Thank you for, um, and not just from this article, like where it oh, led us to. Oh, I know. To it's going to be nonstop, these. guys. I, I can't wait. Nonstop. So thanks for breaking off the piece it's of It's a chalk. Mr. Herlin. Have right. a wonderful week, everyone. Yeah, we'll, we'll be talking soon. Bye. Adios. Oh, thank you. Thank you.